0: Discipleship on Purpose podcast. Welcome to the Discipleship on Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. Thank you for tuning in. This is episode nine. And the topic on the table is uh, a different perspective on Jeremiah 29 11. And um, I've always been kind of bothered by um, some, some of the ways people, or I guess Christians, can use this verse. Uh, often um, it just it's out of context and you know to give at least to give you understanding of uh, how I've come to this um, there was a dvd that I had uh, purchased a while back called a life for the world and in that uh, first episode um, they had talked about this verse and just the context and it was just really eye-opening and certainly gave me a different perspective Um, so um I would highly recommend that you watch um that whole series but episode one is is kind of what got me thinking and so some of the things that i talk about today will be out of that dvd uh, that episode um, but i think it's important to cons- to think about and obviously <coughs> it'll give us a uh, you know a different perspective on uh, what we are doing today and um, i apologize at the start of this that <coughs> i do have a cough and i'm hoping to keep it suppressed but if it comes out, I sincerely apologize. Um, so, uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. Christians can tend to have an individual outlook on this verse rather than a generational outlook. Often, you know, at times bad things can happen. You know and so in response uh, the, the response is is applying Jeremiah twenty nine eleven in an unqualified way maybe you get fired maybe your spouse leaves you your your child dies something terrible happens to you physically I mean you could be a child in the foster care system and while there are a lot of things that happen in this world that are a result of evil um, I think that um, the response that soft Christians would give would be, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. I think that is so VeggieTale response that I would probably say we shouldn't say that. I mean, I do believe that <clears throat> God has a plan, but in Jeremiah 29, 11, I think it's important to consider the context. And Christians that misapply this verse would probably do well to consider the whole chapter of uh, jeremiah 29 and even other parts as we'll get into that Uh, these words by the prophet jeremiah should be comforting but um, do what do these words mean and In the the story, Jeremiah the prophet, he sends a letter to the surviving Jews who were taken into Babylon captivity. Uh, He had earlier warned them of the coming punishment for their sinful ways. In Jeremiah 25, he warned them that if they did not repent of their idolatry and evil deeds, that uh, the king of Babylon would basically, quote, devote them to destruction and make them a whore, a hissing, and an everlasting desolation unquote and basically take them into captivity for 70 years to serve the king so now in jeremiah 29 he tells those living in captivity to take a different view of being in that culture he tells them the god of israel to all the exiles whom i have sent into exile from jerusalem to babylon quote build houses and live in them plant gardens and eat their produce So here the people of Israel are told to be productive and fruitful in the culture around them. His purpose for them in exile was to be faithful and productive for the welfare of the city. Wait, you're telling me that God wants his people to be a blessing to those in a land that is not theirs and with a people that has done horrible things to them and their people? Like... The world would be like in outrage. I mean, I can imagine this going viral. And I mean, I don't even know if the, the, the left would care, but certainly it should cause like, you know, outrage in the, in the culture. Um, but God's promise was that after 70 years of exile were completed, um, he would visit them and fulfill his promise to them and bring them back to their place. Uh, god not God did not just want them to blend into the culture he wanted them to labor for the welfare of the place into which he had placed them I mean think about that like <clears throat> you're in a you're in a place that is not yours with people that have done horrible things to you and your people and you're gonna really be concerned about the welfare of that city well <clears throat> God's promise was that if you did um, you would be seeking your welfare and so God wanted them to do that um some of the Sorry about that coughing episode. But some of the people would not even make it out of captivity due to um, some sort of death. Uh, The call was for them to work for the coming generation um, who would see the fulfillment of God's promise. The call was to work even though they would not witness it. I mean, um, you know, so, you know. You think about that. You're in a city that's not yours with people that have done horrible things to you and your people, and you're you're going to be working in such a way that it, it actually makes an impact for the people coming after you. Which, that is really profound and should be thought-provoking. Uh, maybe what God asked of the Jews in captivity, he is asking of us today. Um, that question came out of the, For the Life of the World. I mean, if you think about it, there are Christians that work to to avoid culture or avoid seeking the welfare of their city um because they don't understand the way of the lord on one hand the lord could have taken us home but he left us here and we have to ask ourselves why um if it it certainly should not be because we he wants us to avoid those things that we don't agree with or we don't like um you know but obviously i mean The gospel would be uh, considering the welfare for other people and like a city, uh, especially for those that may be ungodly and and just unlovely. I mean, think about that, that the gospel could totally inspire and inform you to be seeking the welfare of your city because Jesus did that for us. I mean, we were his enemies and he's laid his life down for us. I mean, what he had, what he did impacted many people, you know, uh, and it is still impacting people. And so uh, God has a concern for the future generations. And, uh, and, and right now, Christians are, are a tool in his hands. We could be considered hoes for Christ. Um, we are um, in his hands and he can use us however he wants and, and pleases. Uh, but in the sense of this promise, like it is, if you seek the welfare of your city, you will seek your welfare. So um, it's kind of linked together. So we should be caring about our city. And to give a picture, I kind of thought about this quote, Uh, apparently Martin Luther said it, some believe that he might not not have said it, but he he was asked, um, if if you knew that the world would end tomorrow, what would you do today? And he responded that he would, uh, if the world was going to end tomorrow, I would plant an apple tree today. And some people are thinking that's just crazy. Like, there's so many other things in the world I would want to do. But, you know, that's the kind of, I mean, what he said, that's the kind of mindset that we want. We want to be thinking, well, what can we do today that would impact, you know, people tomorrow? Now, obviously, um, you know, there are a lot of trees that we get shade under today that were planted probably well before our time. We We may not even have been alive. And you know, those <clears throat> that person planted a tree and now somebody today is getting shade and comfort. And so I would phrase the question like, if you knew that you were gonna die tomorrow, what would you do today? I mean, and that is basically to stir you on to think about what could you do today that would be a blessing for those that come tomorrow, or maybe even a hundred years, five hundred years. However long we wait until Jesus comes back, because he is coming back for his people. That's a promise. It's not fulfilled, but he is coming back. And so we need to be thinking, like, what would we do for those people tomorrow? I mean, if you think about, let's just say, Mary's World, or whatever city you're at, um, you know, can you stand in the midst of your city while the culture is just seeming like it's burning? Uh, in, in across the United States, there's a lot of that going on. I mean, if you think about it, things, things... <laughs> things are falling apart around us all everywhere. I mean, people are having identity issues. They can't tell the difference between a a male and a female. Um, They can't, um, they they have a a lost idea of what a family is and even what a marriage is. You know, and and there's all kinds of things. So like that's going on. And my question for you is, what are you gonna do to to try to make a difference? Um, You know, if you consider the welfare of your city, what would that look like? Um, My, a friend of mine, who has been beating a drum for a while, he often says we, we want to make Marysville a destination. And when he says that, he's talking about not only our kids, like, you know, we don't want our kids to just graduate and move on and go somewhere else. We want them to love this city and to want to, to stay, to, to continue to be rooted in our community and to continue to serve and, and work in a way that is a blessing for those today and for those tomorrow. And, uh, so like we, um, you know, often, you know, I know Trump says make, um, America great again. Well, we would say make Marysville great again. And wherever you're at, wherever the Lord has you, I don't know what city you're in. You know, you, know, you can totally, uh, labor in such a way that makes a difference. And so <clears throat> on that, I would say, you know, uh, can we allow ourselves to do humble work of sowing and tilling so that another generation can come along and reap? I mean so are, are you willing to 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 plant a tree today that's going to impact generations to come and you may never even see the tree grow. You may plant it and die the next day. But in the future somebody's going to be blessed by your work and that's the that's the idea is like we want to just be sowing in a in a way that is you know basically honoring the Lord and making a difference in, you know, for for tomorrow until he comes back. You know, Christians, we can't be running and avoiding and just, you know, getting into our bunkers or uh, just getting away from the culture or boycotting this or boycotting that. Um, you know, there is work to be done and we should be willing to do hard work for something that we might not see in our lifetime. Um, I mean, again, if you think about just history, there are so many things that have we have today. That are from the labor of someone yesterday and we never met them and they don't even know how it's impacted us i mean i can imagine like if they whenever they do find out like the fruit of their labor like they'll they'll, you know because imagine you know you talk you going and seeing that person in heaven and sharing with them like you you totally wrote this and wow man i mean i wrote it like 50 years after you died and and like man my life was was never the same after reading that Um, You know, and so even considering laboring today for tomorrow, um, you know, my friend who um, wants to make Marysville a destination, he actually put that into practice. And so two things that he's done is he started a school, Evangelical Classical School, um, for the sake of training up dragons um, to be warriors for Christ, um, for them to go out into the community and to be the best that they could be for the Lord and to know his ways and all that he's given us and to have a good, you know, perspective of like what to do with the things that he has given us. Not only that, but he also is starting a college this fall, which is like totally mind-boggling, crazy good. Um, And so, you know, he's planting a college that, you know, who knows what will be 100 years, 200 years from now. But I can imagine if you even think about like, um, Abraham Kuyper, who started a college, I believe it's still in existence today, and it's many, many, many years after. I mean, so you know, he is actually an example for us to to look to and to go, man, what can I do to to make an impact tomorrow? You know, so we we must be concerned about the welfare of our city. Um, so to stand around when it's when it's burning and to not seek the good of others is just not godly. Uh, we want to to make our city better today. Maybe that, uh, maybe with you, that starts in your home. I mean, the home is the, the basic structure that we have for our society. So, as a, as a uh, husband, father, um, wife, mother, uh, siblings, you know, inside the home, what can you do to make an impact um, that, that would be, you know, working, sowing, tilling for the sake of, you know, most kids have 18 years you know some more some less in in the home and you know for various reasons i mean but what can you do with that time because god has given us the home for uh for building character and for 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 the means of impacting the community so it starts in the home and it just spreads out and so uh, whether you're in your home or like in in a school or in a church a community it just it just does not matter your workplace Um, we as christians ought to be um um having the gospel inspire and inform all that we are going to do i mean and so we ought to make sure that we remember that there has been much done for us that we did not deserve or earn and so that that was done for our benefit and so we can emulate that in a way while we can't save people we can certainly work in a way that we can make an impact in other people's lives Uh, some things that i would want you to think about are like you know if you're young you know, if you want to change your, your 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 community, get married and start a family. Maybe you you're, you maybe you're in in a position where you can start a business, um, or you know maybe you, you you're not. But still, like think about your church. There's got to be ways that you can serve the people in your church. You know, God's giving you things, uh, talents and gifts, and he wants the, you, you to use those in building up the body. Um, <clears throat> basically, just treat your neighbor as you want to be treated. Um, pray for your people, for your city, for the government, for just, um, you know, uh, all those things that, that you could be praying for that, that need to be um, uh, prayed for. And also, what are, what are you doing? You know, because prayer is a call to action. So if you're praying... What are you doing with those uh, prayers? You know, so what does it look like for you to seek the welfare of the places that God has placed you? Put in some thinking and get after it. Uh, and until next time, be godly and growing.